Hello, OdaFest listeners, and welcome to the newest episode of the OdaFest podcast. I'm Jay, and I'm here with Angelo and Nancy today. Hello, hello. It's September, holy crap. It is uh, September. Already... Yeah, uh, we just had our OdaFest pocket event right after, uh, well, today is September 5th, and we had the OdaFest pocket cardboard Gundam rainbow build-along event down at the TELUS Convention Center. Thank you for everyone who came by. It was great seeing you all uh, at our event, and it's been a weird year, but seeing everybody who made it out made it seem a little bit more normal again, and thank you again for supporting the Calgary Pride community. Uh, I made it out, there was a handful of staff that made it out, and some folks that were attendees, or at least non-staff, let's say, um, who made it around, and we also not not participants, but we actually had some uh, TELUS Convention Center staff kind of saw what we were up to. Uh, there were some really interesting, crazy designs that uh, I hope they'll make it up to social media. I expect that they will. Um, they're just kind of on our internal channels right now, just uh, for everyone's to gawk at for a little bit. Were there any uh, boob cannons? Please tell me someone did there boob cannons. There were, in fact, boob cannons. I did boob cannons. <gasps> nice. Yay! So Jay I made coming some boob in cannons. Nice. Yeah, uh, we got some airplane wings. Honestly, there was some. I I, I can't wait for you guys to uh, uh, see them. I'll actually after this little bit here, I'll actually cross post them over to our Discord. Um, but there were some honestly amazing designs. Uh, Jenny was on a team and they made a transforming design. Oh my god! And I don't want to give it away too much. Uh, they ha we had some classic Gundam stuff, we had some outrageous stuff, um, and all in all, it was, it was just good to see people together again, even though they were, like, trying to be socially distant and, you know, respecting, uh, those, those concerns and, and safety rules and everything like that. Um, I honestly, when I first kind of got into the room and saw people, uh, it sort of felt like I was at my first convention again for some reason. Your Kokoro went doki doki. It there was a there was, there was a certain level of almost like apprehension. Oh. What kind? Like like you know like you're excited and 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 happy and stuff, but it's just like a, it's a different energy. It's gonna be a different energy uh, for a while. Uh, whether we're able to run our 2021 event or, you know, other cons uh, go, uh, you know, before or after us, any sort of live event is going to feel strange, I feel like. Yeah. You know, and, this is, and this is me saying that there were a lot of, you know, my favorite people were there uh, and it was great to see them. It was just the energy is there. But there's a certain understanding that the world is a different place than it was early, like before this uh, year began. You know, it's kind of like so. how Odafest uh, last year. The biggest issue with getting too close to someone was wondering if they showered that morning. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, that's that's the least of your concerns. Now it's like, well, I, I certainly hope this person showered, but I'm not getting close to them regardless. Mm -hmm. um, if you can smell yeah, your perfume, was... uh, just just take a few steps back. <laughs> is all I'm saying. And the cologne, yeah. Cologne. 
Kalagna. My um, nostrils are filling with the musky aromas of their Weeaboo Kalagna. Mm, is that the uh, vintage Gurn Lagan collection? Pure Kamina armpit uh, sweat. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. I'm hoping that we see some more people uh, in our future events as well. Uh, we had about, I want to say about a dozen or so show up, which is like honestly expected like it doesn't sound like amazing but the truth is is it's it's tough people have a lot of things to consider i have some friends that are very close to me that i'd like to see more of but they are also in situations where you know uh they they have parents or other people that have you know immunocompromisation so they need to be concerned about those things and they're being respectful and smart about you know whether they can participate in everything as they used to be able to so it's been it's always a challenge but i'm super hoping forward to everyone being able to make small steps even though school just opened i think right for a lot of kids and a lot of people and that's opening a lot of avenues for potential infection amongst uh families and things like that but we'll see what happens I remain optimistic, but very cautious. I am so glad there's no school-aged children in my household. Yeah. No children I, allowed. All of So all of the friends that I've been able to get in touch with and like actually see them face-to-face in the last mm-hmm. couple of months, they all have children that are like below the age where you go to school. And like the, the story between all of them is the same. It's like, I'm so glad I don't have to handle that specific portion of the pandemic right now i mean that makes a lot of sense uh it's we'll have to see what happens uh about you know in about two weeks from now we'll see sort of what the numbers look like we're actually we've already trended up recently in calgary with numbers so i don't want to get into that too much but again it's just going to feel different it's the first time i've been part of a larger social event this year so you know, and that's only at 12 people. So we'll see what happens if we can get it up to 50 people or 100 people one day uh, in the next few months. And, you know, I, I honestly wonder what Christmas is going to be like or Halloween. Thanksgiving. And if they're not just going to be like oh, straight canceled, I, right? Thanksgiving. I hate to say right? it, but anyone who goes trick-or-treating this year is kind of dumb. I don't even think it's trick-or-treating, man. Trick-or-treating like Halloween parties are especially fairly, dead. Uh, straight yeah, up, Halloween like, parties like should not parties, happen. Parties... Parties are the biggest problem, and, and they're gonna they're gonna happen. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Thanksgiving's gonna happen. Christmas go, is going to happen. People are going to have parties, and you know I can't even condemn them in a, in a manner of speaking. Right? It's tough. Um, it's one thing that we're not seeing each other on the regular during things like birthdays or just regular, you know, weekly weekend stuff. Hey, I'll meet you at the bar after work or that kind of thing. It's a whole other thing to be asking, like, you know, um, some of the most family centric, uh, family oriented events are coming up in the year. And to not really have those is, again, it's asking a lot. um, And we understand that there's a sort of like the greater good at stake. The greater good. But it, yeah, it's just again, it's hard. For, it's hard for me to personally condemn anyone. Like I'm not planning on doing anything myself. I just, I get it. I get how how shitty it the is. The only way that I can um, see trick or treating working is like yeah. 
people put out the bowls for take one. Uh, enforce it with shotgun or whatever you need. And uh, the kids, when they take home the candy, they just don't touch it for like a week. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll like, uh, like uh, we don't have kids. None of us have kids on the podcast. Very few of us in the Odafest family actually have kids that are like, of an age where if it weren't frowned upon for stuff, a 30 year so. old man to go trick-or-treating i still would <laughs> <laughs> but what was the actually that's a good question what was the oldest what was the last time you went like how old were you who i think i was a solid 22 <laughs> i honestly can't remember i stopped trick-or-treating once i was old enough to go to pubs Right. I would say that 22 is pretty old, but I also went with some people that were younger at the time. So I was just like, fuck it, I'm getting in a costume and I'm getting candy. Like, I definitely went trick-or-treating every single year of high school. Nice. I did too, I That's think. That's totally fair. I mean, yeah. I honestly don't remember. I remember the last character I dressed up as, but that wasn't for Halloween trick-or-treating. It was for a party. Oh, okay. I haven't been to a real Halloween party in a while. I feel like most of the time I'm happy to go to a friend's house and watch a few movies and hand out candy. Yeah. Which I probably won't get to do this year. Like maybe we'll watch the movies, I guess, but we won't really hand out candy or make it anything big. So anyway, not trying to be a super downer. I'm just telling you that the energy I felt was a little bit weird. Uh, Not in a bad way. It's just an acknowledgement of the times they are a changing, you know? Oh yeah. Um, The good thing the very good thing at the end is that all the staff went out to dinner after we went and, and had dim sum. I haven't had dim sum uh, for months. This is probably the second time I've had dim sum all year. Nothing like and dim sum really to brighten good. your day. Hell yeah. And then I got home and I passed out. How was it? <laughs> oh, it was great. We had, you know, all the classics like uh, two kinds of rice and snow mm. pea leaves and... Uh, uh, barbecue pork buns. Nice. And, yeah, lion wong bao, which is like the the, the custard, yellow custard buns. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I like the egg buns. They're so good. Yep. What uh, else do we have? Uh, chicken feet, uh, shrimp dumplings, everything. Like all the all the all the good stuff that you can usually find at dim sum. It was just good. So that that was like honestly an hour before podcast. So I passed out when I got home real quick. I was like, yeah. Uh, And and, and in my opinion, that counts as an OdaFest post-dinner. So my streak is unbroken this year. (laughs) We had an event. We we did the event. And after the event, we went for dinner at dim sum, which is like a long-standing tradition for us. So it was nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, what are you guys up to? I didn't get up to much this week. I was working from uh, Monday through Thursday, in which, for most of that week, nothing happened, uh, except the continuation of, of the life, or the, I should say... The saga. The, the, the month-long crisis of my kitchen. Yes. Which has yes. finally culminated in the walls Not and insulation being gutted. So sometime around the beginning of August, my kitchen started leaking water from the ceiling, and we were very uh, distressed about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a few things. We we made sure that it wasn't the upstairs fixtures that were actually leaking. And uh, about a week ago, 
We saw some brown liquid stained on the wall from an electrical yes. socket. And we were like, okay, this is really bad. We got our landlord. He came over like the next day. Got his insurance guy to come in the next day. And so Friday, uh, my first day off was spent having some uh, contractors tearing out all of the drywall, all of the insulation. We couldn't use our kitchen all day. Uh, water was shut off for most of the day. And uh, eventually, eventually, they narrowed down the leak to a pinhole leak in one of the copper pipes. It was, it was just slowly leaking one drop at a time. And so that, that water oh apparently accumulated for who knows how long. It could have been months, it could have been weeks. Uh, eventually, it just soaked through the drywall, soaked through all the insulation, uh, molded up a lot of the beams, and uh, yeah. Guess your drywall right. wasn't that dry after all. It was a wet wall. <laughs> like, at Terrible. this point, all the insulation and drywall has to be changed. Uh, a few of yeah. the kitchen cupboards have been chopped out. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the countertop, a portion of that has to get cut out to replace the floor underneath it. The door yeah. frame, uh, collected yes, water the and swollen. the wood swollen up. Yeah. And so that will have to be replaced. It got uh. swollen. Uh, I actually turned these fans off right now, but we have four fans in a dehumidifier blowing at the, uh, kitchen to help dry things out. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been an experience. And so that's very not fun. It, it's, there's going to be a lot of ordering out while contractors are actually working, uh, today because of the long weekend, they're not working mm -hmm. over the weekend. So it was a matter of, okay, turn off the fans, wait half an hour, let the dust settle. And then I can actually cook some food. Hmm. Right, I was going to say, like, I asked this last time, because Dio also mentioned it, um, sort of the precursor before things were actually ripped out, but you knew that you had water damage. Um, do you know how much your insurance is going to cover? Our insurance? We're not going to get charged anything. It's no, not I know, you have, but you have, renter, you have renter's insurance, right? Oh, for that. For example? I don't know. So you have renter's insurance, and you're saying, like, not a lot of your stuff was damaged, but for example... Well, none of our stuff is damaged. Cover... Yeah, but would it cover costs like food, where it's like... I shouldn't really be in the kitchen, so I don't really have a way of making food normally or storing food so well. Mm -hmm. So are you able to, like, recoup, like, food Ordering costs somehow costs. or something like that, right? Like, I don't I'm know. not saying that you should we be like, oh, uh, yeah, we're, spl we're splurging uh, or whatever, but you know what I mean? Interesting. Hmm. I'd be curious to know if they'd be willing to cover that because in the current Situation I feel like uh, if it increased our premiums at all for tenants insurance, it would not be worth it. Oh yeah. Do you think they would? Do you think they'd increase any it kind of claim? Would. Really. But it, you wouldn't see it until next until your next contract, right? Unless you're paying a monthly. Because I, speaking as another renter, I just get it for an annual amount. Yeah. I just paid outright. But like to my previous point, it's hard to it gets harder to eat out now because of the pandemic and you don't have a kitchen while the contractors are working. Like there's got to be something you can do. Skip the dishes, DoorDash. Yeah. Yeah, but right, but again, that's like at what it would cost be if you'd bought your own groceries and just cooked your own meal. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's at cost to you, which is not quite right. Like, I wouldn't um, expect him to cover all of your food expenses, just, like, a portion of it. I don't know. That's definitely something to look into. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, we're not saying, like, oh, yeah, like, we've got this allowance, so we're going to splurge on, like, sushi every night or whatever. But still, it's just uh, yeah, I wouldn't not ideal. Like and it's not really, like, a fair, yeah, it's not a fair living uh, situation. Right well, now. either way, yeah. no matter what, I'm still going to cook as much as I can because if I started living off freaking pizza orders and stuff like that, Jesus Christ, I'd die. I love pizza as <laughs> much as the next Angelo, or... but pizza every fucking night. Like, not so. Good. I actually could live off of pizza if it was me making it every day, because I could make different pizza for every single day, and it'd be good. Mm-hmm. But, Would you uh, be able to like cook a big batch of something and just freeze portions of it? Like, do you have access to your microwave still? No. Oh God. Uh, well, the microwave is just moved. We could move it back onto the counter and plug it in whenever we needed to. It's just a matter yeah. of. It once the uh, work starts up, we might not have access to it. Mm. Just like you guys need to eat, you can't not eat. Are you sure about that? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that humans can't just not eat. I don't know. I'm on the, I have no. I'm on the. I have no kitchen. There's some and, very convincing uh, scam artists on I'm YouTube who might be convincing me otherwise. No, no, you're on the. You have no kitchen, and you're too well, not poor necessarily, but you don't want to eat out every night diet. So, <laughs> it's uh, it's not an easy diet to follow, but apparently very effective if you. I just actually want didn't to realize until starve. I got extremely hungry today around five o'clock, uh, but all right. I'd eaten was two small slices of pizza around like ten or eleven a.m., and that was it today. That and coffee. Oof. And that was no, for no real reason. That was just me. Like, I don't really eat... I wouldn't say I would say that I would eat three meals a day. I, I absolutely usually do. I, I almost always have, have a defined a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hmm. Yeah, I'm but you're like doing two and now. a half in snacks? Yeah. Like, now that I work from home permanently and I work next to the kitchen... I, A, don't have the dilemma of, shit, I ran out the door this morning to the office and I didn't bring myself a lunch. Now I have to go out and buy something. And now I just have access to food all the time. So I just snack on stuff instead of eating, like, whole meals. Yeah, I I will make a lunch or dinner, but I typically... I'll either have breakfast and dinner or lunch and dinner. But, if it, but I skip one and I usually just, ha- like, skip... I just have a very light thing or like snacking until either lunch or larger breakfast, snack, 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 dinner. Sean has the tendency to make a lunch for me, especially if I just keep working. So I usually will have a lunch. But breakfast, I may or may not have. Dinner, I may or may not have the energy to make. It depends. Yeah. What's... Uh, the problem I have with breakfast, and the reason I don't have it very much, is literally because I... Look, you can have any kind of food at breakfast, I understand that, but generally speaking, you kind of want to... Like, there's like a, like a... Let's call it societal expectations of food for breakfast, and it just has the least variety, generally speaking. Usually so my I'm breakfast or leftover dinner. Same. <laughs> 
Almost always. I have fruit. I have fruit and like cereal, maybe. Bagels. Uh, I don't have a toaster, so I'd, what I don't. What the hell? Well, How I mean, do you I guys could, not, What? Because we don't eat bread that much here. You do when I make you biscuits. How the? Uh, no I have toaster? received no biscuits, ma'am. You you had biscuits a while ago. I did not have biscuits a while ago. What are you telling I me? Had... Bayfar ate all of those biscuits. Yes. Hmm. That's not true. You so... posted on Twitter about it. Uh, I had English muffins. Yeah, those are those biscuits. Those are not biscuits. I guess that's the English not word biscuits. for biscuits. Are we English? I don't know. Do I Do look English? Do you know what they call English muffins in England? They just call them English. muffins. <laughs> I'm not even but I'm joking. I'm pretty sure they're not biscuits. Is an English You know what they call uh, regular muffins uh, in England? American muffins? I don't know. Yes, but sometimes they also just call them muffins, too. They are griddle cakes, madam. No, no. Crumpets? They're either American muffins or just muffins. Because Crumpets and muffins English muffins muffin. are both griddle cakes, meaning griddle they cakes. were originally made on the stovetop in a cast iron griddle pan. Pancakes? They are both round and generally biscuit-sized, but they are not biscuits, madam. Madam. Also, that was like months ago. That was like a they like are not five months biscuits, ago. Biscuits, they are griddle cakes. So to be you fair, proven that was my a while point. ago, and time has taken on a very different meaning now. What is time? What is time? Actually, time is I'm almost thirty and I don't know what to do with my birthday. You Get planning beer. anything? Like a Discord party or I just don't know. Like I wanna I wanna do a Discord or I want to do like an online thing for people who can't make it out, but I want to, I want to see people. Question. Uh, do you care about celebrating dude. your birthday? I want to see people. And I want to use my birthday as an excuse to see people. Okay. There we go. I feel like I've done nothing special for my birthday for so long that I legitimately have no idea what I should actually be doing. Mm, like I just have cake, dinner, and beer. That's it. I generally and don't just do Tuesday things night. for my birthday, so I'm in the same boat as Angelo. I don't do anything. Like, that's the thing. I don't believe in doing anything big for a birthday, but it'd be nice just to see people. And we had that whole spiel at the beginning of this episode, and it's just like, it sucks, man. I just want to... Normally, you know what I would have done normally? I probably wouldn't have done an online thing, I or I might have thought about doing an online thing just because I do have enough friends out of town. But just like probably booked up like a bit of a sushi restaurant and we would have just gone out for sushi or some other kind of restaurant for food didn't we do that for chad's uh, birthday once probably I feel like we did i mean that's a pretty generic sort of let's get together item to me you know mm -hmm. so it's not particularly surprising or whatnot to have done that it's just that this year is you know the big exception so i don't know i was like I just can't think of anything to do. Like the best I can think of is maybe like see if people want to go for a picnic or something. But picnics so that people are, are outside. Good. But you can't guarantee yeah, the, you can't guarantee nice. the weather or anything. Picnics don't really work for my birthday though. We can sit a bunch of feet apart and just yell at each other. Yeah, I might just do that. I I I I might do that like sort of earlier in the day and then still maybe do an online thing for people who aren't around physically or didn't want to 
come out to a physical thing, which is understandable. My birthday is usually it's... too cold for picnics. Feels bad, man. Are you a winter boy? Oh, yeah. When are you? Are, I'm, are you I'm December 23rd. December? Oh, right oh, before dang. Christmas, boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're... I think we might have talked about this before. I just forgot, but it's like... I always feel bad for kids who have birthdays near holidays. Yeah, it's true. They never get the benefit of, of hey, you know, you get the separate present or acknowledgement. Yeah. <laughs> I right. mean, if you're assuming that they but. celebrate things like Christmas, but yeah, that's that's generally how it boils down. I'm not assuming that they're celebrating Christmas. I'm assuming that they celebrate any holiday in the wintertime because... There are many holidays in the wintertime. Like what? Name one holiday in in the Christmas time. Kawanza. Hanukkah? I said one. (laughs) I already named it, Nancy. Back off. God damn it. Nancy can't count. This isn't what they pay me for. No, you just read. You're like a newscaster. Uh, like they just read it off the teleprompter and you'll read whatever That's they tell you basically to. Nancy what I do. is just a fancier Ron Burgundy. Except yeah. higher pitched. I'm Ron Burgundy? Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> that was one of the, that was one of the old Ron Burgundy jokes. It was like on the teleprompter. They added a question mark at the end of the, uh, sentence. So he's like, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the broadcast ended we're like, yeah. No, <laughs> I would job, do buddy. that too. If you really want to screw with a voice actor's script, just mess around with the punctuation. It throws us off so much. Oh my god. Oh, it's awful. I'm actually waiting for Angelo to decide I'm going to pop in on Nancy and Brofar's stream one day and just write things for them to say because that's what I do. I read what's in chat and I say it out loud. Oh, oh, I should. I'm surprised you hadn't had this idea until that's... now, to be honest. Why did you give him this idea? It is not a good because idea. Because it'd be funny. Because I know Angela would do something career. hilarious. I don't know. What if I just make you guys say something mean and cruel? <laughs> then we probably just wouldn't say it. It's a career Like Dio mentioned, we have like an advanced decision. 10% or something on like our reading comprehension and reading ahead. Ah. What's the most you've ever had to redo a line? Um... Jesus. When I was working on that video game this summer, there was one line where they... So it was a couple of different things. It wasn't because I kept messing the line up. It was because they, they had so many ideas on how they wanted the line to sound that they just wanted one of each and then they could oh. pick later. One time in grade That's school, a teacher made me crappy. redo a line 20 times. Wait, verbally? <laughs> no. I'm what? talking about doing lines on a chalkboard as a punishment. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! I'm just like, was your reading That's not comprehension a real thing so anymore? bad? Oh, it was. We went. But... We went to school in the same generation. That didn't really happen. I don't believe you. Uh, That's not fair. Like you also went to I... school three thousand kilometers away from me. Like in in I remember school. Whether it's like. Uh, I can't remember what grade it is. It's like in elementary when everyone is assigned to read the same story, but you they go in seating order and you have to do like whatever the paragraph is. You have to read it out loud to the class and then you go to the next person. But like I know that some people are slower at reading and that's totally fine. But like the teacher would pick on those kids so much and I always felt so bad. So like... Which is like... 
Yeah, this... I don't think it necessarily ever helps, but you're, when you're one of the kids sort of like waiting for them to read it out, and not to be rude, but it just wasn't one of their skills, so everyone would be like, are they done reading? Oh, yet? that was like... absolutely me. I was so bad at reading. <laughs> I mean, I still yeah. am, but, like, I was, too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the... Actually, I, I was about to say... I was about to say, literally, I don't think that's really Change. building that skill for people. I don't. Like, having the teacher pick on the kid being, like, who's, who's not very good at reading and be like, do more reading. Like, unless they're practicing at home, they're not really going to get that much better at it. You know what well, I mean? Here's the thing. True. For me... I literally had no interest. In reading? Uh, yeah. Like, anytime someone tried to make me do any kind of reading or anything for the longest time, I was like, this is stupid, you're stupid, I don't want to do it, and you can't make me. I was like a combat combative little brat. Combative. It wasn't until, Rebel. like, Rebel. there was actually stuff I cared about reading that I actually wanted to get, right. uh, that I was, like, invested in, that I could actually, like finally sit down and actually start doing it right right so I mean, my, I think my, so my point is that like having the teacher just tell you to do it again like there are students where she won't she won't tell you to repeat it again and then when she when you got to a student that was struggling and the teacher would just be like read it again read it again read it another time and then she'd right, let you move just, on like that i don't think that's, that's really just very berating helpful. the point oh yeah. god yeah. god no i mean there's a reason they don't really do it anymore mm-hmm I thought it was just because they would get canceled. <laughs> this was just like an old French immersion uh, French teacher, and they were not the, the kindest people. Aww. How is your French now? Uh, C'est terrible, monsieur. Oh, Jay Mappel J. Le mange les pamplemousse. I know pamplemousse. I also know... Omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. And that's all I've got. <laughs> Omelette du fromage. Baguette, I baguette, took baguette. French Omelette du fromage. Canada, maybe... I took uh, French in Canada for maybe two years, oh, and then I opted out as soon as I could, because I was like, I already have a second language, I'm good. <laughs> Omelette du fromage. Yeah. So what was your biggest thing with reading, that, like, the actual struggle that you had with reading? Not, not the part where you're, like, bored of reading. Well, as far as that goes, it was people trying to teach me two languages at the same time when I couldn't grasp either. Oh, no. That, that was a big part of it. That, that was probably the biggest setback, was that I would only get English at home and I would only get French at school. Mm. That's tough. I kind of grew up that way, too, though. Like, my home life was all in Cantonese, and then my school life was all in English. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I totally identify with that. Maybe a little too I much. I think it's just, oh no. I mean, I think that's something that I think that's a that's a general immigrant type family uh, struggle, if you want to say, or experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. Ah. Uh, but some people, Me, some people's brains French are better to getting what? the real immigrant uh, yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> My family's no, just been like, here I think for over a hundred years, of... but I gotta get that experience, boy. A lot. Yeah, man. It's just it's part of the. Uh, melting pot of Canada. No, wait, we're in the mosaic. Are we the we're mosaic? In the mosaic. Uh, mosaic. Salad, I we're the mosaic. They're the melting pot. <laughs> the yeah. melting pot's down south. I was like, when I said it immediately, I was like, that doesn't sound right. We're a mosaic. <laughs> and that was the whole, that was the Canada 150. I, I never heard uh, the term mosaic. I, I mostly heard tossed salad to describe Canada as opposed to the melting pot down south. 
Again, Hot maybe that's salad. an Eastern thing. Maybe. Yeah, that's a weird one. I heard mosaic. Um, speaking of, however, like whether it's mosaic or melting pot, um, something we didn't get to talk about, uh, but we've been meaning to is Nancy. You've had a thing about sort of crossing lines within your workplace, not in a bad way, but like crossing the personal boundaries. Uh, boundaries versus professional boundaries, like sharing what you do in your personal life or like away from work. Yeah. At work. So this happened in an online meeting, like with me and my team. And we were just talking, you know, just really regular chit chat, like, oh, hey, what are you doing this weekend kind of thing. And uh, at, at some points, I have brought up that, yes, I play video games. And yes, I volunteer for Odafest. At various points uh, in my career, I am not shy mm-hmm. about telling people that. But someone also on that meeting outed me for having an IMDb page and telling everyone on the team that I'm a voice actor. That somehow got everybody's attention. And then they were like, what else do you sing? Do you, like, what have you been in? Like, it just turned into a very, like, me-centric well, it's uh, that, like a, your local celebrity status. That, yeah. that, well, the conversation just sort of took a very weird, like, you know, you know when you're in a room and there's general conversation happening, so there's a low buzz, and then everyone just happens to go silent long enough for your one thing that you're saying to stand out in the silence, and then everyone turns their heads mm. and looks at you. Yeah, that's happened to me multiple times, but usually it's when I'm saying something extremely stupid. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Angelo, well, if we were in a room together, I would give you the biggest high five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, like, that was just one of those kinds of moments where it was just like everyone just really latched onto this one thing. And, like, I'm not shy about it, but I also don't really go out there and, like, super advertise it to my coworkers. Like, did you right. have to go explain the plot of Cardfight Vanguard to them? Right? I don't even know if I can explain the whole thing in enough detail without just telling them all of the background. Anyway, but it's just, like, how do you guys handle that? Do you guys tell your coworkers about, like, I'm on a podcast and we talk about weeby stuff and it's fun? Or, like, I watch a lot of anime or I do a lot of, like, you know, video game sprite animating. Or, like, do you tell your coworkers in depth about stuff like that? I almost never do. Almost never. Why? Uh, why? Well, because okay, there's wait, just wait, a we're lot of uncomfortable uh, questions sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would say I also do not, but that's also because of the nature of the work that I'm in. So I would rather I would rather not in sort of the career path that I am. Uh, that being said, I won't necessarily say no if it was like asked directly. I just don't promote what it is I do but I also tend to compartmentalize everything in the sense that it's not like I tell you guys about my work I don't tell my social life people about my work very much in the same way that I don't talk about my personal life at work Hmm. they don't mix for me I only go in as far as I know their interest extends so like just about Mm -hmm. everyone at my workplace knows everything about our Camaro so far and uh Everyone at my workplace knows about my home server. 
but good fucking right. God, they will never know what my domain names are. Ah. <laughs> they can ah. know my server exists. They're never going to find it. So my coworkers currently know that I am on a podcast. Some of them know which podcast. I don't think most of them listen to it. Hi, Nancy's coworkers. Hi, Nancy's coworkers. Uh, this is what I do during my off time. But, like, this isn't really part of me that I care to hide, but it's just something that I also don't, like, Feel like really explaining. loudly advertise. Right. And I don't, and outside of, like, what I consider are social uh, media channels. Because here's the thing. I'm not doing this professionally. This is a hobby for a community that I am a volunteer of, right? That's the audience. That's who I want to market to. Is it limited sounding? Yes. And I don't have a problem with that. If this was like Jay's own podcast featuring friends with Jay... And we're just talking about anything that's not just like, you know, some Odafest related stuff or community related things. I would probably promote it more. That's the truth. Welcome to Jay's podcast starring Jay and Jay's friends. Yes. Written by yes. Jay. It's directed true. Directed by Jay. Produced by for, Jay. And sometimes for the last four years, it was absolutely that. So I don't have any problem saying that. So uh, <laughs> one time at work, uh, my work has a whole lot of downtime. So I will always bring in my laptop and I'll start working on my personal projects while I'm there, which is something that I actually shouldn't do because that means that technically Bell owns them, but <laughs> Bell doesn't want my shit anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Don't I'm that. pretty sure I have something to say about that, but Anyways, keep going. So one time I was working on uh, on a game dev project and my boss just happens to walk by and he's like, oh, oh, what's this? That doesn't look like uh, spreadsheets or uh, or tickets. And I'm like, oh. This is just uh, this is just Eclipse and this is Ace Sprite and I'm just working on a game dev project while I have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, "Oh, ga- game dev, game dev. Well, I want to see." So then I show him my uh, my side scrolling uh, 2D beat 'em up game uh, featuring monster girls and a nun uh, with really big anime titty. Yep. And uh, uh, he's actually impressed with it. He says it looks great. And then he asks me. So, are you a boob man, or are you an ass man? <laughs> this is my, my I'm boss. I'm pretty sure that's my more questionable, report. and that's something that you can direct him to HR for <laughs> more oh, than your oh project. My goodness. So, I'm not saying that you need to, I'm just saying I did the it's only comparatively worse. I reasonably could in that situation. Answer truthfully? <laughs> no, I searched up the YouTube video for prison school. Yeah, oh, I knew you were going to do that, which no. is the best. And oh, yeah. I don't think we can explain it me, here. Me and him watched but... <laughs> the Boob Man or Ass Man skit from you prison school. You watched it together? Oh, yeah. I he was laughing his ass off. I would have sent the link and just been like, here, watch this later. Oh, hell no. We, I was not leave any any kind of evidence that we watched this. Other than mm. network logs, of course. Oh, wait, Kate. But how yeah. did it fall out after that? Oh, he laughed his ass off and went back to work. Well, I mean, that's like reading the room at that point. Yeah, right? exactly. But if you're like, this is this is way too like bad, I'd be like, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Have a nice day, sir. Like, I, I just happen to know that this guy is like a mild weeb. He's like, 
He's your average Netflix weeb. Someone who likes anime but doesn't really go out of his way for it. Uh, and I know he likes gory things and metal. And I, I know he can take uh, a, a conversation about 2D boobs or butts. Well, that's a relief. So I, I was I was 100% comfortable yeah. watching this with him. But at the same time, in almost any other situation, watching prison school at fucking work with your boss would not end well. Yeah, Unless you I, work at Country Roll or something, I don't know. The closest uh, yeah. I've gotten to that kind of situation is not even, well, not even close, really. But, like, I will tell my, you know, uh, my coworkers that I'll, like, I play video games. I'll be like, what kind of video games? And it'll just be whatever, you know. I play pretty normal stuff for the most part. But I, f- because, like, and you guys know this, I don't really watch anime anymore. I used to. Like, the truthful answer is that when if people ask me if I watch anime, I'm like, not really. And I used to watch it when I was younger, because this is the truth. I watched it mostly when I was in junior high and high school. But I do have coworkers that are absolutely weebs. And they and they have asked me if I watch anime outright, because that's sort of like the thing I guess they're trying to be like, you know, hey, let's see if we have common interests. And I'm just like, I sure don't. <laughs> Shut down. And, yep. And then I'm like, if I ever see you at OdaFest... You'll find out then what I do, but that doesn't mean I have anything to discuss with you about anime, literally, just because that's just the way it I is. Remember, I remember... Uh, I don't have anything to talk about. When Darling and the Franks was airing, about seven or eight episodes into the season, when the show was still thoroughly good, uh, me and one of my other weeb friends, or one weeb co-workers, were talking about it, and I just said, hey, you should probably look at this thing. Uh, the next time I see them, he's like, I can't believe... You you told me to to watch this mecha anime anime where the the mechs are 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 controlled by like uh butt handles on the girls. See, I don't know anything huh. about Darling in the Franks. Like, so I didn't know that either. Well. So mini spoiler, I guess. Oh no, that's Rude. in the first episode, so it's not a spoiler at all. Yeah, tiny spoiler. It's a spoiler in the way that I am never going to watch it. Yeah. And now I have But he was like, oh my god, I can't believe you made me watch this anime that's mildly lewd. My life uh-huh. has never known peace since I watched this anime. And I'm like, wow, dude, jeez. Did you, like, awaken something in him? Is that what happened? Good god, no. He's like 12 or 15 years older than me. Uh, yeah, that doesn't mean Thank that Thank god you, you said older. I thought... <laughs> For some reason, even though you're like coworker, I honestly thought you were gonna say they're like twelve or fifteen. I'm like, <laughs> Angelo, no, you're going oh, no. to jail. <laughs> oh no. And you're going to jail, and I'm gonna need a new co-host. <laughs> oh boy. Honestly, I would still recommend people watch Darling and the Franks, even though the last like half of it is an absolute train wreck. It was still a fun right. show. I might actually watch it. I mean, you know. I've heard, it had really like, good I've seen style. that it's been popular, right? Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the thing, is I really appreciate good visual style. And the characters were really interesting until they weren't. Oh, right. okay then. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Uh, I guess we're getting close to wrapping up here, but before we do that, just a reminder that I think the anime preview episode for fall is coming right up. Mm-hmm. It's right around the corner. Probably is going to be the next episode. 
Oh, I hope there's some really weird stuff on there. I, you know, I, I haven't really looked at some interesting stuff. This season has been yeah. so disappointing for multiple reasons. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I've been worried because I haven't looked into it yet, but because COVID has been extended, uh, like you know, over a period of time, production is slower and slower and slower for things as well. well. It's like, uh, just to say one thing about this season, there is about three or four good anime this season. One of those was supposed to be last season, but got delayed. Two of them are right. freaking uh, sequels, and one of right. them is about renting a girlfriend. Okay, then. How could that possibly be a bad anime? Yeah. Almost everything else is like a really interesting premise that was right. so awfully poorly executed that I just can't watch it. Uh, or it's Peter Grill, where it's just absolute cancer. Oof. Okay, then. Good to know. Uh, Jay, yes. are we operating our uh, review choice selections with the same rules as always? Cannot be yep, a sequel or second season? I am going to do my best. Um, again, like I don't want it to have... I don't want it to be too sparse either, because I like talking about it. Absolutely. Even though I'm not watching a lot of stuff. But I'd like to adhere to those rules as best as possible. We'll see what's up. Um, like I said, I haven't done a lot of research on this fall uh, season yet. But hopefully there's something to work with. I'm, I'm sure there will be. Um, we also have other stuff that you know we can, we can push in there, I'm sure. But we'll see what happens. Anyway, but people should keep an ear out for that uh, on the week after. And we'll see what we can get up to. Yay. Yeah. Um, until then, I guess this is the end of the episode, so thanks for listening. Wait a minute, what the hell? Mahoka is getting a goddamn sequel? This is bullshit. Uh-oh. That anime doesn't Angelo's deserve it. the episode upset. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves already. Alright, that's Pre the next episode. Preview for next episode. Next time exactly. on Dragon Ball Z, Mahoka is getting another season that it doesn't deserve. Question mark, question mark? And Angelo is unhappy. <laughs> All right. This is Jay. I'm Jay Wong. I'm Angelo. I'm Nancy? Question mark? This is Ron Burgundy. Stay classy, San Diego. See you guys next time. Bye.